0: Welcome to the Dell Golf Podcast. My name is David Adele, and let's sit down at the workbench and talk about how we can play our best golf. Hey, welcome back to the Dell Golf Podcast. Hope everyone is having a great week. One of the number one issues in putting is aim bias. So we're going to quickly go over and talk about how few people aim at the hole, and most importantly, maybe why it's important to aim at the hole. So we did a bunch of extensive studies. David Orr, a good buddy of mine, Campbell University, he had a whole bunch of kids and a whole bunch of people he could do some studies on for me back in the day. And so David and I uh, did studies and we presented them at the Better Golf Through Technology Summit back in the, the, mid, uh, the mid-2000s. mid And in this study... It was conclusive that 3% of the golfers, and these are good golfers, so it really doesn't matter whether you're a tour player or just Joe Schmo playing golf, because the problems are not inherent to your ability, okay? But 3% of the golfing population could aim their putter correctly, deeming that the loft is correct and lateral deviation is correct meaning right in the middle of the hole at a certain height and what i determined by the height was i did a lot of roll studies back in the day and when the laser was a certain height the roll had the least amount of skid now there are other factors that are involved in that so it's not 100% the scenario it's not the you know smoking gun per se 100% but if you have a loft at a certain height then you're going to get the truest roll so That 3% population could aim their putter right in the center of the hole with the correct loft. 20% of the players that were studied aimed within the confines of the hole, either left or right, you know, the hole's four and a quarter inches wide, so they're kind of, they're banging inside of the hole, but they have loft issues, okay? Which I know if you have loft issues, starts to put side spin issues, and it does a lot of other stuff, right? In terms of side spin, which can affect the outcome. That means 80% of the golfers aim outside of the hole and the 17 other percent aim within the confines of the hole, but don't aim with the correct law. So that means 97% of the people playing golf don't aim their putter very well. And 80% really don't aim it well. So what is aim? So we have all kinds of different aim. We We have what I would deem static aim, which is, okay, I'm standing... Doing exactly what we do with the laser test, we shoot a laser to a golf ball six feet away. Have a backdrop behind it, the laser, and then we put a mirror on the putter face, and then you you set up to the ball and you say, "Okay, I think I'm aiming." We pull the ball away and we see where the reflective aim is. So static aim is that. The process of that is effective aim. So I have static variables in my putter, like it's designed to have a certain amount of loft, it's got a certain length and lie angle, right? So. The effective aim is what do I do with that? How do I perceive that putter? Why would one person grab a certain type of putter and bury it into the ground and have negative three, four degrees aloft? right? Can't even get the laser to register because of things like so de-lofted, so much forward press, right? And someone else will lean the, the handle back. I had one player that I worked with that uh, was number two in the world at the time, and he almost missed my backdrop vertically, floored me even though he was aiming straight over the hole. So he could aim his putter, but he didn't have the right effective loft, right? His effective aim was very high, right? So he's not going to putt it with 12 degrees aloft. So then he would create a change in direction, float loaded, or do something different to de-loft that putter hit it high in the ball or do something differently to make it roll correctly, right? Then there's target aim, right? How do I how do I target this putter to an aiming point, right? So that's a skill in itself. So it's like one thing I can shoot my gun straight. The other one, can I hit the skeet as it's flying through the air? Can I lead it correctly? That's target aim, Okay. And then there's a new one that I would, I'm going to deem and I'm going to call it out right now. I'm going to call it bio aim, right? And this comes stems from my connections with Mike Adams and bio swing dynamics where I've learned so much about how the human body the variables within each one of us that are so different and unique, and we all have a different package, how does that bio-aim produce the reasons for why we have aim issues on the other end? So for example, if someone has too strong a grip to their fold pattern, meaning there's a process that we go through that determines whether your hand is facing more upward, neutral, or facing downward, and that dictates your grip, if you have a grip that's too strong, you're probably going to want to bias towards an open face putter, right? That's an example. So this bio aim is extremely important to the whole process, understanding the whole process. What's the point of aiming a putter perfectly if I put my hands on the putter incorrectly that caused the face to close just because of the way my body wants to recruit to its natural positions? So finding those natural bio positions are absolutely imperative to putting great. All the great putters bodies, their, their bio-aim is is not conflicting with what they're trying to do. That's why they can roll the ball straight. That's why they have confidence. That's why they're not freaking out over a five-footer under pressure to win the U.S. Open as much as maybe I would at back in the day. So this aim concept is so important. Why is aim so important at address? Well, it would make a lot of sense that if I aimed it correctly at address, Right. It would be far easier to return it back to that, that position. You could have path issues, right? As long as your face is pointing at at the target line at impact, 94% of its direction will come from where the face is pointed at impact. So Billy Mayfair, he cut across it, right? He had what would be deemed as not a good stroke, but the guy made a lot of putts, won a lot of golf tournaments, right? And then when he tried to fix his path, right? It messed up where the face was and he wasn't the same putter, right? So so path, yeah, path's important, but if in your path, you can return the putter back to the same position it was at address and that putter's aiming, man, you'll make putts. So if we can fix through your bio-aim, the lie angle of the putter, which matches your slot, and I'll talk about that in another podcast, you know, path issues come from from slot problems, Meaning that your bio alignments aren't matching what you should be doing. You're in the wrong slot and your body's recruiting to a different slot, right? Which is affecting the path of the putter, which ultimately could be affecting the aim of the putter. Could it, it's going to be affecting dynamic aim, right? What's a putter doing in space, time, and motion? Dynamic aim. I mean, it's really what we're after is dynamic aim, right? And there's factors that are involved in it. It's static aim, it's it's effective aim, it's bio aim to produce in motion a putter face that is aligned to your target line at impact, right? And there's a way to understand it where none of us, the, the big problem I see in the industry is we're trying to teach ourselves to get into the right position when, dang it, we're already in it. We already are the putting machine, right? We have a perceptive system that produces aim, right? Why a putter looks open or closed to us. That's a perceptive process. It doesn't match anybody else's other belief. This is how you feel about what you're looking at. You go, oh, that putter looks open to me. I got to close it. In reality, now it's aiming left, but it looks square to you, right? That's what we fix in the fitting process, is that the processes that make you aim your putter, right? Then there's, there's scenarios of fitting it correctly to get the right loft. Why are you burying the face in the ground? You're trying to take something away, or you're trying to add... You know, people that lean the handle back are trying to close the face. People that are burying the putter in the ground are trying to take away left aim, right? And meanwhile, they're creating a vector that's going right or left or creating some other squirrely stuff, right? Just because of the perception. So by fixing that concept of perception, you know, I'm not taking your perception and saying, you got to think like me. I'm saying you have your own perceptive system. Let's build a putter around that. Now, it may not match what you think you like the look of. I get that all the time. It's like, I don't like the look of this putter. I go, yeah, but you aim it perfect. And the one that you like, you aim 16 inches left of the hole. So you can't tell me, yeah, I like this one, but you know, it's like you know someone with heartburn eating jalapenos and ghost habaneros. It's like, yeah, I like the taste of them, but yeah, I pay, I pay the price for 10 hours, right? That's what you're doing with putting. If you're picking a putter for its aim based on how cool you think it looks or how much Bill thinks your putter looks good, right? But you can't putt with this because it doesn't aim good. Right, and it may not have dynamic aim because, because in the process it doesn't have torque balance, so the face is flying all over the place due to changes of direction, toe hang, and acceleration. So dynamically, it's not aiming. Right now, you got you know, you don't know where to target aim because you got all this junk going on. Right, and believe me, speed's part of the aim process too. Right, so if you can't control speed, right, how do you know how to put it on that line? Right, it's going to change your your aim scenario because. You aim. If you're going to hit it hard, you're going to aim differently. If you hit it soft, you're going to aim differently, right? So, speed is a huge part to the whole aim paradigm. Right? It's not cut and dry. It's not just one thing. It's so many factors. And then you then you put the coup de gras on it, which is bio aim. How you're holding the putter, right? What you're using to govern the motion of the putter, whether you're using your shoulders or your arms or both. There's a lot going on, and there's not enough gear effect. And and you have to be the most precise with putting than any other activity in the game. You can hit a driver 20 yards left and hit bomb it up there and it's not going to effectively change the score, right? You can miss the green, right? But it's not effectively changing the score yet, making it harder. So in the process, my friend Mark Sweeney just did a seminar that I was involved with and he crunched the the stats that tour players that determine their score. and. The number one determinant of a tour player's score is total putts. Second was greens and regulation. Third was driving distance and fourth was scrambling. So, so you can see that putting number of putts made is the most important. And how does that all happen? It comes from aiming your putter. That's the beginning. That's, that's how you start the healing process. That's how you validate whether or not you're st- on or off the rails is how well you aim your putter. And then look into its torque. And then look into your stroke length, acceleration patterns in relationship to your torque. How well do you aim with your bio aim? How good your target aim? These are all quantifiable processes that you can, one by one, take off the list, fix the problem. And I promise you, having an understanding that is going to give you what? Confidence. That's what you want in the end, right? You want to stand over a putt with confidence. You don't want to be crapping your pants, worrying about a three footer. I've been there. It's not a fun feeling. So if you're listening to this podcast, you want help. If you're a great putter, you're not listening to this podcast, right? So we have processes to help you with that. We can help you understand your aim. You may not like the the putter that you fit into, but it's not my fault. It's how you see it. So find yourself a fitter and uh, go through the fitting process, right? No harm, no foul. Go see what's going on. Check it out. Go find an expert because our people are the best in the industry, bar none. The Dell Fitter is a phenomenal resource to you. So this next question comes from Dylan and it is, is it possible for what someone sees as straight or aligned at the whole to change over time? the answer is yes. And there are many factors that could, in my opinion, uh, create that. And one of them is just time and our eyes do change. You know, I'm, you know, I'm 50, almost 53 now and around 45, man, I started, started seeing things differently. My eye strength started changing and, you know, some of that stuff can, you know, definitely influence how you see it. Then we, things that can happen, like we change a putter, you know, that forces, it creates a different aim perspective. And then if you go back to your old putter, then maybe that perspective changed that perspective. So it's really, that is just something that is person to person. And you can retrain yourself to aim. You can work really hard at it. It's very difficult to do. It's, it's so much easier to change the putter. But yes, you can grab a different putter for a little while and that can totally throw off your whole aim perspective. Simple things that can cause a change in aim would be to change a grip. I think a lot of us take for granted that a grip is a grip, and that's not true. I did a study, well, actually Mississippi uh State's PGM program did a study for me, and uh, I think they had 120 people in the study, and there was a 4.3-inch difference in aim between a flatted grip and a round grip. So that just shows you how much uh, just the grip can make a change, let alone the shape or anything like that. Other things that can influence our aim bias are scenarios like things that we hear about or read or see on TV that make us for some reason go change um, the way we set up to a putter or our, our putting philosophies Our putting philosophies can infiltrate into our, our aim bias. You know, if I move the ball further forward or move it back or move farther away or try to get my eyes over the ball. Cause I heard something like that, that can change perspective, you know, anything that can change perception And so we're not impervious to what can change our perceptions. We have a physical hardwiring of how we see things, and then we have a perceptive process of how we deal with what we're seeing. So definitely, so from the time that you maybe were a younger player to getting older, things change. Our philosophies can change that change our perception of where we should aim. You can become enamored with a style of a technique. Like if you thought this player was your, was your player and then all of a sudden you fancy another type of putting motion, your motion, your bias can change that in my opinion. So yes, there's, you know, it's not something that, you know, That we can valid, we can assume that we aim perfect every time, even, you know, even if you've done it a long time ago. That's why I think it's always good to, to check your aim, to physically put a mirror on a putter set up to some, you know, either a wall or something, aim the laser at the putter, pull the ball away and see if you aim it. And, and it's not just how left or right. It's how high you're aiming. That's important too. So yeah, it can happen. You know, the thing that impresses me the most about our fitting process is that we'll get people back in and they just keep aiming their putter. And to hear stories like, man, when I first came in, I aimed so badly. And now I still aim after five years of having this putter. I've had people come in that have had the putter for 15 years and they still can aim it. And they're like, well, that's why it's still in the bag because it still works. So I think when you find the right putter and it's the right putter for the right reasons, then definitely that's what we're looking for. Another factor that I think could seriously change your aim is the weighting of of your putter. And what I mean by that is sometimes, you know, if you switch to a different golf course that has, you know, a totally different type of green speed, that can definitely change your stroke pattern. And inside of changing your stroke pattern, it could create changes in your acceleration patterns, which... Change face positions, which ultimately maybe force you to open or feel like you need to open or close, or or change your perspective and how you look at the putter to to change your you know your impact alignment. You know, because as golfers we generally are going to you know change our path and we're gonna we're gonna make compensations so that we can make a putt. And if you aim left, then you're going to put in stroke compensations that you know open the face that. Take it off the incline plane, make it go block out more to the right, maybe shorter to harder acceleration patterns and make that toe swing open, things like that. So, so yeah, you know, just because you can f- physically aim it at one, at one time, you could physically have, you know, outside influences that like, you know, friction values or stimp of the green change how you putt, which ultimately changes how you need to set up, which it can be this, you know, double-edged sword kind of a scenario. So, yeah, when in doubt, check it. You know, that's why I have a mirror in my house so I can walk out out of that house looking the best I can look. And same thing with, you know, validate where you aim it. You should it's something that if you care about the game, you should be checking your putter aim on a continual basis to know that you're setting up and that you know if you have a bad putting round you're like that wasn't my aim uh it was maybe my reads uh the weighting of the putter other factors you know we always tend to blame the putter but let's let's blame the process i think that's the most important thing um is have a a concise a, a very precise process that you adhere to and You know, you're set up to be a good putter for a long time if you stick to a really good solid process and you don't let junk infiltrate and you have a good filter system. So I hope that helps. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Adele Golf Podcast. Make sure you stay tuned for more podcasts coming your way on a regular basis. Subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're interested in going through a fitting process and finding the best putter for you, head over to AdelGolf.com. Go to the Find a Fitter tab, scroll down, and find a fitter in your state nearby. Find a putter that you know is custom fit for your best performance. That's it for today. We'll see you next time.